Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. And we're bringing you the best content here on Washington sports. Specifically today, we'll be talking about the Washington Commanders. That is right. It is going to the big city, the Big Apple, New York Giants, hosting our Commanders this week. We'll talk about how Washington can win this game and keep this win streak going. Four in a row. Four in a row. We'll see how that goes uh, at, during the game. During the post game, we will be bringing you the ref the district season of giving. You might have noticed that little hat I'm wearing. That is for our season of giving. We'll be doing the raffle on that during the cool down. After the raffle, we'll be going back to some of that great Washington content and giving you some game predictions in the form of our dollar dollar bets. See what uh, we have in store. How many yards is Daniel Jones going to run for? Hmm. 126. That is not happening. I'm definitely pounding the under on that one. And then during the warm-up here, we're going to be giving our last thoughts on the game against the Atlanta Falcons. Again, another W here for the Commanders. And then also talk about how the national media is starting to recognize the Commanders as a threat, as a potentially good team. It's been a while since that's happened. Is that a good thing? And is uh, and also, we've noticed a lot more people are rocking the burgundy and gold all around the DMV. Get our thoughts on that as well. All here on Ref the District, episode 97. Of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that we were sponsored by Skybar. Make sure you hit up uh, our man Trev, who's not currently here. He'll be skating in, I'm sure, here in just a little bit. But uh, head down to Lexington, Virginia. Get yourself a drink on us. All you have to do is mention Ref the District to Trev, and he'll hook you up with the first drink on us. We'll take care of that. Now, of course, we're also sponsored by Pacers Running for Every Run and Manscaped. Get 20% off by going to manscaped.com. And using the code REF. More on both of those later. And now our man Trev, as promised, is here. What are you wearing, Nathan? I'm wearing my. Hey. 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 I know I got to sit back a little bit. Now, let me see if oh. I can adjust, make make uh, the camera go back, and me get closer to the microphone. There we go. So now people can see why I have a uh, a white frillo to my thing. But this is for uh, again for our audio listeners because we do put this on your favorite audio platforms after we stream live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at 7.30 on Wednesdays. And so for our audio listeners, I am wearing a a Santa Claus hat, and this is for Season of Giving. That, again, is going to be happening at the cool down. So stay around for that one. So we got lots of people already in the chat. I know Tommy T was in there earlier. We got Gus Bus, Commandalorian, my mom. We got EP in there, Michael, Trout, Mike Lee, Rail, Smitty Jr., Shelly Mance, all in there. Uh, we got less than 60 from Smitty Jr. I'm yeah, I'm still taking the under. I don't think he's even get to, gonna get to 60, but we'll talk about that during the game and the cooldown. Let's get to our last thoughts about the Atlanta Falcons, namely you, Trev, because you're the one who wasn't here for the day after reckoning. What were your thoughts on that game? Oh man, my thoughts on that game. Another heart attacker, another nerve wracking <laughs> edge of the seat. I want to puke, crap my pants, pee on myself. All you know, I hate those. Mm. But hey, 
We're seven and five. I thought um, we ran the ball effectively. I thought our game plan for the weather was very appropriate. Um, some of the throws were not, of course, because it's Taylor Heineke, but it is what it is. Um, I thought we we play our defense is ridiculous, you guys. That's that's the catalyst. That's the enforcer. It's the finisher. It's literally the whole entire football team right now. It's the defense. Um, so although we are winning, to be realistic, we gotta score points, guys. We gotta score points. We gotta score points because defense can't keep doing yeah, this. Exactly. We can't keep doing this. We're we're exhausting our defense right now. And luckily they just keep finding a way to get it done and and taking it home. But if we wanna if we wanna go into the next football season, which is the playoffs, we gotta score points. So you're not wrong. It was nice seeing Baldy do a breakdown on uh, on the defensive line play and giving them a little bit of boost because this was kind of the game where Washington's run defense was a little exposed. Now, I think that is a little bit of a overreaction. Oh, oh, real quick. Defense. Oh, yes, sir. Jesus. You notice anything different, Nathan? Your chain? Nope. Oh, you got you got some scruff there. Look nope. at that. Nope. <laughs> What, what about got? now? What about now? How about now? Can you can you tell anything now? Yeah, you might have found my sound. Uh, I got my microphone cord fixed. So oh, I'm look at that! That's <laughs> that's what it is. I'm looking at Tre- Trev for our audio listeners. Trev is literally starting to make love with the camera. I knew it. I was I was like, and I was just like, what is he doing? I'm like, am I missing something in the background? Is he's got yeah. his uh, his my mic is back. I yes, we friend. much appreciate that. No more burgundy and gold. And right, I, I saw I that you guys got linked up. You guys were synced on the, uh, <laughs> the live view. So look at that. We're improving all the way around here on Ref the District. All right, that's all I want Our to say. defense, back to the defense. <laughs> yeah. So Baldy did a breakdown on them and was praising them. And I thought that was pretty good because it, it looked like they were exposed. Now, I do believe that to be an overreaction. I think that Atlanta just has a good rushing attack. They were attacking us in a way that other teams haven't. And that's a little bit surprising because one of those teams that does have a quality running uh, quarterback is the Philadelphia Eagles, but we shut them down. Mm-hmm. But something about the the Atlanta, it was just like their play design and the fact that they kept going outside and uh, and Washington wasn't containing. And then when they were after they're done going outside, then they were able to open up that middle. And so it was good to see that they were doing some things right. And spoiler alert, I think they're going to fix that for this mm. Giants game. It was mm. like opposite because like Philly, like they didn't really run necessarily that many RPOs or specific Jalen Hurts style plays. And we kind of contained him from escaping the pocket. Atlanta, we didn't really let him escape the pocket, but they did have design plays for Mariota, and that's what killed us. So that's it was different, but I do believe that we will fix that for New York. Hmm. How about this? What? In the games that Washington has won this year, mm-hmm. they've played Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Chicago and yep. Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, who are four and eight. Mm-hmm. Indy and Sam Ellinger, Philly and Jalen Hurts, that legit. Mm. Houston and Davis Mills, and Atlanta and Marcus Mariota. That's who you've beaten this year. So temper our, you know, this defense is the best of all time. Oh, oh yeah. No. Overreaction in that way. This is sure, just sure. temper like, expectations. This is just like 2020. 
when the defense was a top five defense because they were playing Nick Mullins and they were playing, yeah, Danucci and Andy Dalton and and guys like that. Andy Dalton's a starter. I don't care what you say. But but (laughs) Daniel Jones, okay, he's none of those guys, right? He's not. He's he's a no. He's not good. But why is he always good against us? He's not always. He's, not, he's had not, one or two good games. Yeah, a lot of people remember him throwing for five touchdowns or running yeah. for 95 yards. And those that. those were two separate games, but he really hasn't actually played all that well against Washington. But we just remember the fact that the other stat to this, he was at one point 4-0 and against the yeah. Washington franchise. Yeah. But Taylor Heineke no. hasn't lost to him yet. That's uh, something for our, uh, our friend Yam uh, has shared. So last year we went two and zero against the Giants, right? We beat them in that first Thursday night game with the missed the field goal, yeah. but then got the got an extra chance at a field goal, and then we beat them late in the year. I believe, if my memory serves me correct, correct. we beat them in the final week of the year, which a lot of people were upset with because yeah. It, uh, it moved us down the draft board. So the, so the quarterbacks were beating. Yeah. Look at who the teams we've lost to, and I'm doing this mostly on memory. Jared Goff, uh, Cooper Rush. Uh, who else have we lost to? Kirk Cousins, right? Jaylen That's Hurts. three losses. Jalen Hurts is four losses. And, and Ryan, Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Right. So, Damn. I mean, we haven't played a murderer's row, so I'm just saying – we got to temper our expectations with this defense. I don't think we have to worry about it so much in these next two games, but we just got to temper our expectations when when we go up against a good quarterback who could throw all over the field on this team. I do. I think where all the expectations are coming for like this excitement is because we start off the season ready to fire Jack Del Rio and sure. and dismantle our defense and ready to bench Damon Davis, and now everything is turned around. Mm-hmm. That's where I think the excitement's coming from. No and there's no doubt. And there's no doubt that the the guys on these other teams are they're still professionals. They're still out there trying to kick your butt oh, up and down the field. field. You get benched for Kyle Allen, you might as well just go ahead and retire. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you know, they're they're still out there. You still have to play well against them. And they have yeah. they played extremely well. And, we and, just and have to temper our expectations. You're, you're also forward. forgetting, yes, the QBs haven't been great, but the rushing attacks for some of these teams have been outstanding. Right. And the defense has held its own. There was a couple of games that it got away from them, Detroit namely, uh, this last game against Atlanta. But again, we saw uh, I saw the comment there. It was a wet field. That changes a little bit of the dynamics sure. there. So their, their defense is holding its own. Top five might be a bit out of reach, but they're they're doing pretty well. That game against Atlanta was good. Definitely another nerve-wracking game. You're mm. absolutely right, Trev. Down to the wire, tipped pass by Deron Payne, intercepted by your man, Kendall Fuller. Hey. He's been listening to you. He just needs oh. a little bit of criticism from our man, Trev. That's what, that's what we need to do. You know how easily he could have not caught that cleanly, that interception, easily. and given them a third down and another chance to score? You know how easily that could have happened, and we've seen it thousands of times but he didn't it's amazing you know, you know how easily deron Payne could have decided not to try and bat the pass down and just try sure. to pull a rush instead and game over like yeah absolutely not, i mean it came together game. right there at the end and and guys made plays we always say we need somebody to step up make a play and those two guys did on that last play they stepped up and they made a play big time plays big time well 
not only are we recognizing it, but a lot of analysts are talking about it. In fact, Joshua here, every single ESPN show, including Good Morning Football, is finally talking positively <laughs> about the commanders. This is awesome. I'm seeing it up and down the, the timeline. Everybody's jumping in on the commander's bandwagon, and that includes our own community. DMV yeah, fans are showing up in force and burgundy and gold. What's your take with both? Let's let's break it down uh, one at a time here. What's your take on the national media getting behind Washington for probably the first time in years? About damn time. Hmm. Yeah. Well, about darn time that uh, Washington actually <laughs> strung together. Yeah, for both. Yeah. You know, the best seven-game stretch in the NFL currently. It feels good to be in the national spotlight without the name Daniel Snyder attached to it or, you know, no, I'm not trying to – or anything else in that nature attached to it. It's nice that we're in national about what's all happening on the field and only on the field and not what's happening off the field. We can't escape what's happening off the field for some reason. It seems like we always want to make news for that good or bad, but it's really nice to hear about the on-the-field product. That's my opinion. Stoner, yeah, what, what about you? I get the same thing uh, that you just put up there from uh, – who was that? Was that Gus Bus? I missed that. Gus Bus, we get zapped. Yeah, I'm getting the same thing. I'm getting – you know, if I'm walking around in the city and I've got this, uh, you know, this thing <laughs> on right here, people are saying something. Yeah. Now. You know, they're saying, hey – Love that. Hey, let's go. Hey, you know, things Commanders. like that. Commanders. I'm yeah. like, I know. They're talking. They're talking. Jeff Bezos buying the team? I'm like, I don't know. We're yeah. seven and five. Like, I don't <laughs> that's care. Right. We're seven, I'm, that's seven right. Five. Let's it's just five. win football games at this point and see where it goes. That's kind of what Michael's saying here, though. We're still fourth in the division. Let's not buy into any of this media BS. But I can't remember where they were talking about possibly a division having all four teams make the playoffs. Well, that's yeah, that's never happened, obviously. It's never happened, but like I've never even heard the conversation to where it could happen. So yeah. us being fourth is like, yeah, but they you may be fourth in our own division, but we're seventh overall in in the conference. That's and that's awesome. you know, yeah, and that's the way you upward look at it. and trending upward is the important part yeah. in, uh, in all of this. You know, this was a one in four team and people are starting to get behind there. And Smitty, it, it was that loud at the stadium absolutely the, I, I mentioned it on monday show it was probably the best crowd that i've heard in a long time hmm. at, you know i haven't been to the games for the last couple seasons but it was just it was just rocking the vibe was good i know it was the sean taylor game i think that played a little part into it it was mm -hmm. a smaller crowd than usual i don't know if atlanta fans just didn't travel up because of the weather whatever the case may be it ended up being an excellent crowd that we had and it was bumping right after that interception we were losing our dang minds we sung you know na 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 as you just saw oh, after that interception just atlanta fans were just vacating everyone's just like nope gonna beat the traffic you're not gonna ever beat the traffic at, at fedex field if great if we beat the giants this Here week we go. he already starting with the no no listen no no i say if we beat the giants this week mm -hmm. fedex the next game against the Giants will probably be the biggest, most raucous crowd since 2012. Yeah, since RG3's run the Minnesota Vikings game. It's probably – I don't even think they had those bigger crowds when 
Kirk Cousins was leading us to the playoffs. We didn't really believe in what was going on. So I think uh, I think if we can beat the Giants, then that next Giants game is going to be amazing at FedEx, which, by the way, the three yahoos you th- see on the screen will be there. It's going to be pretty uh, sweet that week. <laughs> it's going to be so sweet for real. That, that it will be. And and I think that, you know, like you said, Stoner, we're going to be joined by a lot because the good vibes are coming. I think a lot of it does happen with the fans, not with the media necessarily. I think the media is starting to get behind the product that's on the field. Yeah. And the fans are getting behind the product because the prospect that Dan Snyder isn't going to be the owner and I think that that just brings some excitement. You guys remember going to training camp last year, and even though the Snyders were still in charge, there was just some good vibes mm-hmm. coming out of camp, you know, coming off that, that that good defense and everything, and then it just kind of dovetailed, just like you called, Stoner. If they start losing games, it's going gonna, it's mm-hmm. gonna to bite them in the, the behind, and that's exactly what happened. And that's kind of what we saw with the one-and-four start, but now they're 6-1 and one in the last seven games, and though they haven't had – you know, the Houston game was, I guess, a dominant win. Uh, and the Philly game was actually a pretty strong win. Mm-hmm. But most of these games are these nail biters. You know, they've lost a couple of those. They've been on the wrong end of them. But, you know, they're they're doing what they need to do to win these football games. And I think the, the fans are excited. You know, they were just that B-Rob touchdown where he was dragging. He just absolutely bulldozed or cornerback i forget his name but he he might want to make sure i always don't remember his name was that terrell um, it was somebody AJ terrell i don't remember for sure but yeah, yeah whoever it was he 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 posterized him in, in a very very sad way for for him and his family and then just ended up dragging another person into the into the pylon there so you're again the crowd was great people are loving it Brian Robinson is getting some love, and not just because he's coming up uh, off of uh, being shot. I, I saw a tweet earlier today. I wish I could remember which uh, which fan had tweeted it, but they're like, "Let's all just agree, Brian Robinson, comeback player of the year." Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you can do that, but okay, let's do it. Uh, it would be it would be something. I think if he if he if he breaks a thousand yards rushing, you kind of have to give him some consideration for some kind of award for that. I mean, probably just offensive uh, rookie of the year, uh, though that that might have some stiff competition. So we'll guys, I got some. Uh, I'll go ahead and do that. The the super chat, and then I'll yep super chat up here. Um, Oh, that's too low. Let's get that. There we go. The Hawk TV with a dollar ninety nine donation. Giants new name. Pip squeaks left hand up. Yes, sir. Commanders. So I know Stoner's a, a stats guy, but I found some stats one oh, time cool. they popped up on my uh, got tons of them. Ben Standick reported this I think uh, yesterday or for today. Giants. No, for us. Oh, okay. And this is going to like piggyback on why we're getting national recognition. Recognition now. So. Uh, our rankings since week six entering Monday night football. Okay. Monday. Our winning percentage, we're first in NFL at 0.857, so like 86%. Turnover margin, remember what it used to be? Mm-hmm. We're now first at plus seven. Dude, wow. that's wild. During that time. During that yeah, time, right? before yeah. Monday night of, yep. of like this past Monday. Uh, time of possession margin, we're second at seven minutes and six seconds. Uh, points allowed third at 15.43 points per game. Yeah. Yards allowed were third in the NFL with 284 yards. 
penalties. Remember all those undisciplined back-to-back mm-hmm. DPIs and William Jackson hugging everybody? We are now fifth at about 4.86 penalties per game. And our three and out percentage on offensive drives, we're fourth at 23. So, I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, you're, they're, they're doing. Right there. Most of those are defensive numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's that's what has fueled this team over the last seven weeks. And I think you're right, Trev. This offense is going to need to step it up. It's yeah, going to need to step it up because the defense cannot continue to do what they're doing. I mean, maybe they can, but it's just kind of – you would bet against that because it's so hard to do that week I mean, after week after week. It's already started. You saw how Atlanta started running on us. They were double-teaming yeah. Deron and, and John Allen. and They were, were double-teaming Deron Payne, double-teaming yeah, so like, Jonathan Allen and daring the linebackers and defensive backs – to make a tackle. And that's just yeah. Atlanta. If we go to the playoffs and meet Philly again, or if we meet, you know, Tampa Bay or somebody else that's competent, more competent running backs, mm-hmm. and we got all this film out, we're going to have to rely on Taylor Heineke or whoever's back there to score some points, man. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, I mean, that's why normally you don't see teams with average to below average quarterbacks advancing that far in the playoffs mm-hmm. because that's when you do have to rely on your quarterback to make plays. They just can't do it no. consistently enough. Every once in a while, a Nick Foles will slip through in the playoffs, a Trent Dilfer or whatever, they'll slip through somehow. But normally it's the Tom Brady's and the Russell Wilson's and the uh, Patrick Mahomes and all that. Those are the ones. Taylor Heineke's. Yeah, Taylor Heineke. He I shows mean, up in big games. That's uh, that's everybody uh, does. It's part Mike of being here. That and and that uh, the Giants game might get flexed to Sunday Night Football. And Taylor Heineke always shoves up for primetime games. I mean, he, he didn't end up with the W against Tampa, but his lone playoff game, he he showed up. Oh my he god, he showed up. You, you never showed up. Fifty-two other players. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Half of them were dressed and half of them weren't. So, <laughs> Well, this this time I think that we actually have a more talented team. We did ask on our community page about the turnaround. From 1-4 and four to 7-5, and five, who gets the most credit and why? And Ron Rivera at 45% is getting most of the love. Although there's a lot of love and talk about the defense and Jack Del Rio. Um, mm-hmm. Some people saying Scott Turner's holding us back. He only got 3% of the votes, which was behind other. I think that's uh, I think that's terrible. Heineke's getting some love in the chat. A lot of people upset he wasn't even added. I imagine sure. that's going to be the most of the the uh, the other aspect. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't say Heineke, and I do think Scott Turner gets a bad rap. I think that he's getting people open. Mm-hmm. He's doing what this offense can do, but I think overall you got to look at Ron Rivera and his team and and what he's put together to include the coaching staff. And sticking with with Heineke, even though Wince is coming back and healthy, mm-hmm. even though now there's kind of, kind of rumors He's that they might go back to Wince. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how all that ends up happening. But well, uh, let me ask you guys this real quick. Yeah. What, wasn't there a certain point in the season where whenever it was, it, one and four, two, whenever, where either Ron Rivera or Scott Turner, whomever, they got together, the brain trust got together and said, what we're doing on offense is not working. Mm-hmm. We're going back and we're throwing the ball 40-something times a game and getting Carson Wentz killed. He's getting sacked nine times in a game. 
-hmm. We have to do something different. Mm -hmm. And they made a concerted effort to play three tight ends at a time, two tight ends at a time, run the ball as much as they possibly can, whether they're getting big chunks or not. They stuck with it time after time, getting 50 rushes, 40 rushes, all this stuff, not throwing the ball too much, limiting Taylor Heineke's chances to ruin a drive, right? That's that's where they get credit because they decided what's not working is now we have to change. And they did that. And we've seen a complete change in the offense and how they operate. So they have to, to me, they have to get the credit. And I would have selected Scott Turner as the guy who uh, gets most of the credit for this because he's just decided we can't throw the ball 40 times a game. It's not going to work. We're going to be one and four. And then the next five games, we're going to be one and four. So let's bring in two tight ends, three tight ends, and let's pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball. I'm going to give it to solely on Ron Rivera. Just solely? Okay. Why? I don't know about solely. Why? (laughs) He is literally the only one that pretty much came out and said, relax, chill out. We're Mm -hmm. going to get it figured out. Year three is a turning point. This and that. This and that. He got rid of Sam Mills, whatever. He made that change. He brought on Ryan Kerrigan, not as a visitor, but as a part of the staff now. He made JDR delete his social media. JDR woke up and and decided to coach a defense, and now look at us. Uh, Scott Turner's been with Taylor Heineke for a lot of years, and I'm pretty sure he wants to throw the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. But Ron's like, no, I'm old school. We have capable running back room. We're going to ground and pound. I've seen enough of Taylor before. I saw it last year. I saw it this year. We'll make that change. Scott's been with Taylor. So Scott probably wanted to throw the ball, but Ron was like, nah, dog. <laughs> Not a good idea. Calm down a little bit. So he's, and, he's the one that keeps saying Heineke is a roller coaster. Yeah. And he's Heine- being honest. Heineke, and yeah. he's taking all these hits of Dan Snyder selling the team. Um, his mother passing away, the Sean Taylor debacles this season. Name change, cancer, COVID. Like, he's done so much in three years to turn this franchise around. I think he gets, like, the majority of the credit just for that. Because And he, if they make the playoffs this year, that's two out of three years that he's been here, they made the playoffs. Exactly. All of a sudden, he's gone from the worst coach in the NFL. <laughs> that's all what, of a sudden, see? you got to give that's him an extension. Saying, bro. Because every now and then, Scott Turner likes to get in his bag like, Oh, Ron's not looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, Ron like, wasn't paying attention. Yeah, and then we run a, a, a screen like midfield or like in our own yeah, in screen or like a yeah. reverse screen. So it's like, hold on, Scott, like chill out. Or we're running ground, ground, pound, pound. It's like, you know what? Let's take a five step drop and air. Turner offense though, right? Turner offense loves that you set up the set up yeah, the play so- action deep bombs. Uh, we just don't have necessarily deep bomb arm to go with it. We do got ourselves another donation though. $4.99 from the command this podcast ep up there had shared their link make sure you go check them out great group of, group of guys there a couple of them made some donations for what i'm wearing this hat for as well uh, i believe this is going to be steve here says they took the game out of taylor heineke's hands that's right it's perfect game plan that's why many people think carson could operate in this manner. I think so too. And then if Carson comes in and takes the chances that we see Taylor t- makes, at least there's a little more hope that the ball gets there and it won't be picked. 
as long as they stick to the same game plan that yeah, they've run, been using. Run, yes. Don't go back to what they were doing no. at the beginning of the year. No. Stick with the we're going to throw the ball 20 to 25 <laughs> times, even if it's Carson Wentz. We don't need MVP. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. We don't need MVP they, Carson. They, wouldn't, they would open up the playbook again. We'd see those seven-step <laughs> drops again. And then we'd probably see Taylor Heineke coming back again. <laughs> right. Uh, and the QB carousel here in Washington. It will be Taylor Heineke, though, against the New York Giants. And uh, are we going to win that game? All that's going to be coming up here on The Game. The Game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running.